Shall we pray together? Almighty God, we thank you. You are the master storyteller. And we see, O oh Lord, a Father and a God that in many ways we have not in any in our lifetime acted the way you want us to act. If we have missed the mark, we pray that you forgive. And Lord, we pray that as we have known the truth now, may this, O oh Lord, our Father and our God, make us free. Speak to us again and again. I will not turn deaf ears to this in the name of Jesus. Speak through your servant and let the hearers hear the saving experience in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I know that today is um, Valentine's Day, falling on a Sunday, and I know that I can see a lot of red all around, which is so beautiful. I'm wearing a touch of red too. But do you know that Valentine's action has been grossly misconstrued by the world? They have commercialized it just as they did for Christmas. A lot of people will buy jewelry and so on and so forth for their loved, um, for loved ones. And if you don't make a sale at this present time, huh, you, may, you may be in trouble for the rest of the year. But more than what actually we can think of, of you know, this mushy-mushy uh, love that um, people express to one another, we must think about the truth of the Valentine's um, action. The Catholic priest, St. Valentine, stood for what is right concerning love. The emperor of his time wanted to take advantage of the young ones who actually will fight his battles and so on and so forth and so made an edict that no young people should get married. And Valentine looked at it and said, no, that's not the program of God. It is the program of man. I would rather obey God than man. And as he was secretly getting these young people um, into marriage, he was caught and he was killed for it. But we thank God because what he died for is something we now celebrate today. Oh, it is good to stand for what is right. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything. And here we see, as we celebrate today, I believe that the passage that actually speaks of love in action is this story of Jesus Christ told in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. In the first place, let me give you five things that actually love is all about. Or you should actually take real... Um, notice of concerning love, what we call love. The first place where love can start is the love that you have for God. If you don't love God, you cannot love yourself. If you don't love God, you cannot love others. Love for God is absolutely important 
And for those who are married, if you're marrying outside the love of God, your marriage will go to shambles. It won't last. Some people get married because of money. Some people get married because of name. Some people get married because they think that there's security in the person that they're getting married to. They get married because of beauty. They get married because of so many things that can easily wash away. If you get married because you love God and you love the person that you're getting married to, you'll go to places. And so, as we celebrate love, I pray that the love of God is in your heart so that you'll be able to go places even with the, with, with the one that you have as a spouse. Then secondly, for some of us who have actually gotten married, there was a day that we saw the spouse that we got married to and the love that came to us made us to be alive. We knew life. When, as the saying goes, you fall in love. I don't know how you can fall in love, but I know that, yes, love can actually come through your heart to meet with the heart of the other person where two hearts will actually be beating together. The day you fell in love, you knew the difference. You knew that indeed life can be beautiful. Life is so beautiful. And I know that, as I said, if that love is not coming from God, it can actually hurt you after a while. After a while. The Lord Jesus Christ told the lawyer, Go and love God and love your fellow men and you will live. It is by this we know life. When we are in a loving relationship with God and with our fellow men, hate will kill. Hate will destroy. But love will live and make you better. Then again, we see that love does not discriminate. Love does not discriminate. There was a time when if a black man should marry a white lady, ah, it would be hell. Uh, if, a black, if a white man marries a black lady, uh, it can be tolerate, tolerated. But not for a man to marry a white lady. Uh, in some parts of the world. And I know that even amongst us, when a Yoruba man is about to take a wife and uh, goes to the east to, to, to get a, a wife, comes home and says, Father, this is the one I want to get married to. Uh, kata kata will bust. The same thing is true concerning, you know, the other part. In fact, it is actually part of some traditions that if you marry from another tribe, you have not married at all. May I say this, parents who are here, please I beg you, soften up. If your child should come with a lady in as much as that lady is a Christian, if your daughter should come with a man in as much that that man is a Christian and knows the Lord, 
please, I beg you, don't let tribe destroy what God is building. I thank God so much that um, Reverend Oyegu is an example. The Lord be with you. Please, I beg you, in the name of the Lord, there is no discrimination in love. God loves us. And every human being that he created is loved by him. So who are we to say that no, it cannot happen? Neighborliness is by far different from what the world will have us believe. Neighborliness is not defined by class status. It's not defined by political Viewpoint is not defined by economic status. It's not defined by race or nationality. And I know that if the relationship is actually based on true love, the love of God, that marriage will last. So let us actually listen to this question. Why are you married to your spouse? Why? Is it based on Christian love? Then I know that indeed you are in a good hand. Then again, loving people is not obligatory, but out of compassion. Now, I need to actually uh, make this known. You don't marry by pitying somebody. No. The compassion that actually will come from you is an expression of the fact that, yes, you know that this person is right for me. I see with the eye that is different from how the world will want me to see. I see with the eye of God. But in helping people, we see that this compassion comes to life in the true sense of it. In the King James, New King James Version, concerning the man, the, 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 the traveler, who saw this wounded man, the Bible says that he had compassion on him. Compassion is by far deeper than pity. It is more of empathy. It is more of putting yourself into, into the shoes of that person and feeling how it will actually be if someone should see me in this condition, what will I want them to do for me? And then you put yourself in that place. That is compassion. In, when, I was, when we were young, we were singing this particular song. I know the Yoruba version. I don't know the English version. Forgive me. Wow. I'm glad that some people are old school like me. It is important for us to know that church 
for husband and wife to be together in the house, for parents and children to live together in the house, a lot of compassion must be shown. A lot of compassion must be shown. When compassion dies in a home, that home is worse than a prison. Offenses will come, but compassion will make you to understand where the other person is coming from. Don't be judgmental. Don't actually be harsh unnecessarily. Understand where your spouse is coming from. Understand where your children are coming from. Understand where your parents are coming from. And by this understanding, you'll be able to know that their actions are justified in most cases. I pray sincerely that we make amends concerning this in our homes. Some homes are too hot that the AC there can never cool. I prefer it cold. You know why? I can put on garments to actually warm myself. When it is too hot and the AC is not working, you cannot in any way stand naked. Even standing naked will not help. Same thing is true concerning some homes. I pray that we make amends. Lastly, let me say this. True love in action will cost you. True love in action will change your plans. True love in action is not just, I love you, I love you, kissy, kissy. No way, no way. I'm sorry for those young men who wait till 12 o'clock in order to call their loved ones and say, it's free. Yeah? You know what I mean by that? It's free. You can talk for the next three hours. It's free. And the lady too will, will, will lose her sleep. Kai, I will shut the phone off. Call me during the day. Spend some money. I'm worth more than that. True love would cost you something. You know what actually the Good Samaritan did? Emptied his belongings in order to pour oil on the wounded person and to bind him with things that actually were expensive to him, probably carried him on his own you know, animal and took him to the hospital. And what happened? Took money out to pay and promised to come back to pay the rest. It will cost you something. True love in action will change your plans. I know some people who actually, when they see uh, uh, a member of their family sick and they are going for board meetings, huh? what do they do? Uh, I'll call the ambulance to come and take you and go. Kai. You finish your board meeting, but nobody will spend it with you. The truth of the matter is this. When your course is changed, your direction is changed for the day because of something that God has actually put in your place to attend to. Know that that diversion is meant for your good. You know, 
in civilized countries, if you see an accident and you don't do something about it, you can be charged for it. You see an accident, you don't stop in order to call maybe the hotline 911 or whatever uh, number you have uh, uh, in your country as um, the hotline uh, or call the paramedics or call the um, fire brigade or whatever. Uh, you just go like that. The tendency for your number to be caught by the um, um, yes, satellite whatever is there and they will get you. You see somebody in need and you walk away. Don't touch unless there is fire or you experience that fire can engulf that vehicle. Don't touch because by touching, you may even cause uh, the death of the person. But be there. I can remember very well when my wife had an accident in 1991. Or is it 92? January. People waited, called. Before you knew it, within five minutes, two ambulances came. And were able to res rescue her. In the middle of the night, around after 11 p.m., they waited. In Nigeria, you die there. Why? The corrupt police that we have will be asking you questions that are irrelevant. Is it the life that you want to save or you want to put the person who helped the person uh, to put him in trouble so he will spend money on you? May God Almighty open our eyes to see that we are in, living in stone age. It is important, gentlemen and ladies, please, whoever needs your help, don't look the other side. The drama was not too correct as to the story of Jesus. You know that? You know that? The priest came. Huh? He did not wait. He passed by huh? the other side. The second projection is, 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 is a projection, um, you know, story. The second, the, the Levite came. He looked. He didn't just pass by. He looked. But did nothing about it. Huh? But the third person that came, a Samaritan man, did not only look, did something about it. The question now came to the lawyer. Huh? Lawyer. Mr. Lawyer. Who actually did the right thing? The man that took care of him. Why not say the Samaritan? Why the man? Go and do likewise. Let us pray.